Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hello, everybody. It's Felicia, and I'm going to start us off with a, mm, we'll give it a high five, but (laughs) I'll explain why it's on the fence. We went up to a lake near our house yesterday for the day, and it was very fun. The beaches were a little crowded, so we were sitting like closer to a group of people and the the man manning the music choices was playing like I would say the top two hits of every year since like 1990 so think the songs that you've heard too many times already those are the ones that he was playing the whole time we were at the beach so it was a high five because he was loving it and very into his songs. But by like the eighth song, it started to fade into a facepalm because no one wants to hear these songs anymore. Especially the ones as you're getting closer to the year it is now because you've really been hearing them a lot. It's not even like nostalgia. And I was like, somebody has got to steal this guy's phone. He's got to be off music duty. It was... Yeah, he shouldn't have been the DJ. But it it started out with some Backstreet Boys, and it was good. It was nostalgic. And then it shifted to way overplayed, and we started to get a little sick of it by the end. Shoot. (laughs) And he was blasting it so loud. So you had no choice but to be listening to his music. Yeah. I know. That's the hard thing. Like, I get... I get why people bring their speakers to different things. Like I feel like at pickleball and stuff, like people will bring it and it's fun. If you like the music, like it's like, sweet, this is like a fun vibe. But if you don't, it's actually just like sad for everyone else around you. Cause you can't get away from it. So, and you can't really talk when it's so loud. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Um, okay. Well, mine is also a face palm and it is, um, my my little guy will he's almost two we uh we went on a family trip just a couple weeks ago and so beforehand I had just done like a Costco run to get a bunch of food for the trip one of which was one of was a watermelon but another one was I don't I don't know for sure what they're called I'm I might be pronouncing it wrong but it's those hommy melons oh yeah okay They're kind of like a mix between a honeydew and a cantaloupe. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, so good. Yeah, they're really good. Anyway, so they're like about the size of a, like bigger than a cantaloupe. I don't know. Anyway, so that's going to come into play in just a minute because, so like I had put away most of the food, but you know, like a melon, you kind of leave out and I had left it out on the countertop just because again, we were leaving like the next day. So kind of a lot of the food that was going was, was kind of out and um, either in a box, but like melons are big enough. They were out on them. Anyway, long story short, I go downstairs to to grab to the basement to grab something, and while I'm in the basement, I hear 
like a really big thudding noise that sounds like a basketball upstairs. So I like hear it the first time and I just thought it was the basketball. So I'm like, oh, that was loud. And then I hear it probably like probably three or four more times of just like a doo, doo, doo. And I'm like, that sounds louder than a basketball. I'm like, what could that even be? Anyway, so I like hurry upstairs and sure enough, Will, my little guy is like picking up this homie melon, which is huge for him. It's like oh my God. so big for his little body. And he's just picking it up over his head and then just dropping it onto the wood floor, like over and over again and clearly loving it. And so I was like, oh no. So I like hurry and grab it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just bought this. And now it's probably, I mean, it probably got bounced on the floor from his height five times. <laughs> oh no. I'm like, no, it's not gonna be good. Uh, so that was a face palm. But then it was funny because I didn't end up doing it on the trip because I was like, I don't want to bring a melon if it's going to be all bruised and yucky. And if it would have been a watermelon, I mean, I don't know if anybody's seen a watermelon drop, but like they, oh, it would for sure crack. Yeah. This was like small enough that it didn't crack. But I mean, I was like, there's no way it could sustain that kind of trauma. But it did because I cut it when I got back and it actually still tasted really good. There was like a couple places where it was almost cracked on the inside. Like the melon itself was like a little cracked, mm. but it actually still tasted really good. So that anyway. is surprising that it didn't. I know. I'm I know. Shocking. Yeah. So face bomb that it was thrown, but actually a high five that it survived and still tasted pretty good. So anyway, mm. that's fine. amazing. The that my kids do like this is always so surprising to me. I'm almost at max. I'm like, how did you even think of that? Obviously, I'm not bad at babies because they have no idea. It's just shaped like a ball. But like yeah. <laughs> older kids, even sometimes I'm like, how'd you even come up with this plan? I'm almost just impressed. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I like it. Oh, that's funny. But I am glad it didn't break for you because that's sad. Me that would have been sad. Well, mine is a face palm. And that is that... Guys, this is the first time in years. You guys know me with summer. So growing up, I never wanted summer to end. Early adult life, didn't want summer to end. And then somehow in the last few years with many children, it isn't that I want it to end necessarily, but you guys have heard me say things like, I get, I start to get like a little burned out of the fun of summer, specifically with like family and kids. Everybody, everybody wants to do a lot of fun things and I have a lot of fun family and friends. And so it's just like, I feel like I can't meet everybody's fun quota expectations. And so sometimes at the end of the summer, I feel a little like, oh man, I'm just ready for things to like slow down again. But this summer is the first summer I've had in years where I am just so just sad the summer's over. Like I'm so, so sad about it because it's early. Like our kids' school is starting a full two weeks earlier than we're used to it starting. I mean, it's like, what, we're mid-August and we're starting school next week. So I'm feeling kind of like that scarcity mentality, a little bit robbed feeling, way sad that my older daughter is like, next year going to be going to high school and so she might get a job and like this was our last, so this might have been our last summer with her and like during the day, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know, I'm feeling like a little regret, like maybe I didn't dive into it enough with them like maybe so I'm feeling kind of some parenting guilt if I'm being honest a little regret and like I've just been dealing with my own stuff so I feel like I've kind of been 
not as fun this summer as I like, like, I feel like I usually do a lot more like mountain adventure with my kids and stuff than I've done this year. And then it's just kind of done. And so this is just kind of a downer face palm, but I just want to like, even with all like the reframing tools we have and like, I know the reframing things I can do to tell myself and be more present and all those kinds of things. But right now I'm just having a really human moment of I'm sad summer's over feeling a little, little regretful about it. And I'm not ready for fall. And I love fall, <laughs> so I'm just not yeah. ready for it. So that's yeah. my face palm. But yeah, it's the first time in years I actually felt this. I don't, I don't know if I felt this for years and years and years. So yeah, well, that's interesting, Terrilyn, because yeah, it's so true. I feel like every time that you say that you're burnt out by the end of summer, I don't quite understand it because I just, I do love summer. So I'm always like, oh wow, but. <laughs> it's normal you're like the rest of us now I'm just kidding I'm kidding I totally get what you're saying that is like oh man yeah you're like feeling a little regret but yeah I mean I feel that I feel like by the end of summer I'm like oh it's kind of like a little sad that it's ending and I don't even have kids going back to school but I just feel that yeah I think it comes stronger and more as my kids get older because you do spend substantially less time with them the older they get yeah all day because they obviously when they're in school you do but even in the summer they want to play with friends Mm -hmm. and they're off and doing stuff more so the time you have to be with them is less and that is it is sad when then it ends and they go back to school and you're like wait I didn't really see you as much as I wanted yeah for varying reasons and that starts to feel you know the other night cone was like like he didn't want to go to bed he wanted me to like stay up in his room and like read with him and play with him I'm like now we're to the point of time like all day we could have played and Mm -hmm. I had to you know like you chose you chose to be with your friends today he was with his friends all day and so it's like that kind of feeling where it's like they are kind of gone off choosing other stuff and then a lot of times when they are with you it's during the times when you're like having to do stuff for them or for you or for your family and it's it is hard not to feel that like guilt of like wait should I just drop everything and be fun and maybe sometimes you choose that but I don't know so I feel that too that's a hard yeah that's a hard balance and then knowing going back to school I swear you barely see them they go back to school and they have their activities and it's like yeah chauffeur them Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like so I am feeling that I mean, I'm going on like my fourth summer after Florida of like being with my kids to the max. <laughs> of course, consecutive summer because you had summer during the yeah. winter there. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm feeling this is the first year I would say that I'm feeling a little more like, see you guys. We've swapped spots. <laughs> we have. We have swapped spots. spots. So, but I, I do... As it approaches to those last, the last few days before school, it's kind of like, it's like a ripping the bandaid off for both people because it's such like a drastic change. Yeah. 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 And no freedom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm feeling that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too. All right. We are going to share, speaking of back to school, some of our favorite starting of school advice that we've either been given or we've created in our families that we've liked some rituals or routines so I'm gonna go first um 
This one's kind of more of a boring one, and I'm hoping in an upcoming episode to dive into this a little more, but something that we did this year that's making me feel a little more hopeful about the logistics of going back to school, because it's always, it's always a lot of logistics. The morning logistics, the after school logistics, the driving logistics, the lunch logistics, like, and those are not my favorite things to figure out, nor are they my favorite activities to implement. I don't really like to be super tied to, um, like systems, but because I, I just want to choose what I want to do when I want to do it. I don't even like to have a meal plan because what if I don't feel like making that food that night? I just really like don't like that feeling. And so I often push against the idea of at 4 p.m. we do this and on Mondays we do this. I just don't like that feeling. And but what I do know is that when you have good rhythms, I like that word better than routines. You do have more freedom. I'm just going to admit it. I know all you routine people have been telling me this for a long time. And I just need to accept it. So this year, I <clears throat> powwowed with Parker, my husband. He's very good at systems. And my lack of systems bothers him, I think. But he's very gentle in reminding me of these <laughs> facts. Um about our systems. And we did a little recommitment to, or kind of like a, we talked about it. We looked at our week and said, what are the big reoccurring things? And we used, we've talked about the book Fair Play on here before, but they, um, Eve Radeski is the author and she has created, they're like these little cards that break down like all the tasks in a house. And I mean, exhaustively exhaustedly she <laughs> it's a really great tool for just looking at the tasks of your house because I feel like there's a lot that we miss that we wouldn't even think about and making sure that they they have a home like someone's taking care of them but we use those to um to guide our replanning of fall and just look at what's coming up what days do we have sports and what system is, you know, not organized, like say our laundry system or our lunch system. And we just recommitted to our weekly routines to hopefully make those transition times like morning and after school and going to activities a little more smooth. I'll report back because we haven't implemented any of them, but just the act of, you know, in these next few days before school starts thinking, what systems am I going to have to re-implement? Do I have the tools and the time frame set up to do it as you're going into the new year? Is it making me feel a little more organized and ready for it? Mm, I love that. That always, I feel like a little planning always just does help things feel a little better. Mm. Mm, and that does go with a fall vibe. I, I just think I enjoy about it. Well, mine kind of, one of my tips kind of goes along with that. And that is, I'll include a link to this, but... One of my, so I don't like in the morning, like I don't like having to help all my kids choose out their clothes. Like it's just, <clears throat> so, you know, I let them have a lot of autonomy there, but 
Also, for me, it's really important for my kids. Uh, one of my goals for my children is I really want mornings because I feel so strongly about mornings and how they set the, the tone for the day. I don't like them to feel the feeling of rushing or like chaos in the morning, which is hard for, or like, and to be clear, as I say this, like I feel this every morning, I don't get my clothes out the night before, but when I do, it helps a lot. Um, but they have these little things. They're just little organizers you hang in their closet and it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And on Sunday, I love it when we just, the kids just get out their outfits and they put them in. Now it's hard because say, for example, like shorts, I'll wear the same shorts, like, you know, several days in a row. Um, if as long as they're clean, but I'm saying like you put in, you know, like maybe the shirt they're going to wear or whatever. And then if there's a different pair of pants or shorts, I'll put those in. And it's just so nice because it takes away in the morning. They're not like, oh, I can't find my black shorts or whatever. And for me, it's one of those like tiny hacks. that's like not expensive. Doesn't take any more work. In fact, it's almost less because you're just doing it all in one day. It's like batching, you know, and for me, it's one of those things that really helps my kids in the morning and it helps me because I'm not the one being the, you guys have heard me say it's tiring for me as the engine of the train. Like, have you ever seen a train with an engine on it? And when they go backwards, the engine has to push. That's how I feel as a mom. A lot of times, like if I'm not moving and pushing, then it's, it's exhausting when it's like everything just stops, you know? And so that's one of those systems that the train works on its own. And I really like that little that little tip for the start of school and so anyway that's one of those just like organization hacks that I appreciate in my own life do you do it when you do laundry and then they put them in or do you do it that's a better idea no we do them on Sunday and we do laundry on Mondays but that's actually a way better idea because you're skipping a whole step of putting them in the drawer and then putting them in the little organizer yeah I like that better let's do that shift to Monday nights instead and go just go all the way through the next Monday. Yeah, that's yeah, brilliant. I mean, then you have to do less folding too. I'm thinking just mm-hmm. chuck in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's brilliant. Some of those sure. things. So it hangs in the closet. Yeah. It just hangs in the closet. There's different kinds. Some can hang over doors. The ones we have is just hangs in the closet. But, and again, I do feel like, like every, it isn't like a full outfit in every day because there are re-wears, but it is just helpful. It's, and it makes sure they don't wear, well, as I say this, no, one of my children too really like wearing this, like they have like one outfit I swear that they wear. And it's like, guys, you can't keep wearing the same outfit. Come on. But so I'm not going to say it totally entirely eliminates that, but it helps. Yeah. So. Okay. That's actually really cute. <laughs> they love to wear the same outfit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like it's, it's almost like I want it to be uniform for them. Like maybe I should just buy you three of this outfit and you can just wear it every single day of your life. I don't know. Right. Which with my kids, that is what I just buy a variation of the exact same t-shirt and the exact same shorts. Pretty much. <laughs> Makes it easy. You know, it looks good. It works. Yeah. And, and we all know, and we've all read capsule wardrobe stuff really smart people. Steve Jobs had a uniform where he actually did wear the exact same outfit. I think presidents of the United States do that. Um, there's all sorts of famous people who like, that's actually their thing where you just have one outfit, maybe three versions of that exact same outfit, but it takes out decision completely. So, you know, maybe my kids are just advanced and I I should just let them embrace that and just say, yep, here is your outfit. You have several versions of the exact same thing. Should explore that. Talk to him about it. Oh, that's funny. Um, 
Okay, well, we'll put the link to like maybe the one that you have. We'll put it in the email in the show notes so that if you listeners are wanting this for your back to school thing, you can get it. Um, mine is also like some fun ideas about prepping to go back to school. Um, I heard this. I thought this is such a fun tradition. So I don't have kids that are going back to school, but I love this idea um, that they do like a special back to school dinner. And this, the cool thing is that you could do this whenever you could do this even like a week before, like depending on what your schedules are, like you can do it the Sunday before. Like I know in, in our area, school doesn't start till Thursday. So like you could do it the night before, you could do it a few days before. It doesn't really matter a time that you guys are all going to be together. And they do a special dinner. And again, this can be as fancy or non-fancy as you want, but you know, it's like, it could still be like spaghetti. So it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. tons of work, but maybe you just put like a few extra things. Like maybe you do a fun drink to go with it that you don't usually do like something that makes it maybe a little more special. And then um, she has out all different like fun papers and pens that's out where everybody's placemat is. And then it's kind of fun because at the, at the end of the dinner, they'll write little notes of encouragement to their siblings. So they'll, and, and the parents can also write notes and they'll just write different notes to different people. And then each person gets these special notes that are like, just like encouragement notes from their family about going back to school. And I just love that idea that it's like, I don't know, as a family, we're like going in with this together and we're, you know, you have some older siblings that are, maybe they're already in the current school. So when the next kid comes up, it's like, they're kind of, they can kind of give them like, Hey, you got this, like you're going to come in. So I just love that idea that it's like, I don't know, you're like as a family gathering together and like helping each other get prepped for it. I thought that was so cute. That's really cute. I love that. I have seen some people do really cute back to school dinners where they have like little, um, like they'll make like a placeholder with like an apple and then it has like a pencil in it and then their name. Oh, cute. Card. Yeah. Ooh, tablescaping is not my skill, but that seemed easy. Just like one pencil and apple. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I think yeah. I could do that. Oh, I love that. And you know what I, something that I wanted to bring up with back to school that, you know, there's, probably a few camps of kids, but my kids have always been in the slightly anxious to go back to school camp. Um, my oldest is just growing out of that. I feel like he's excited, but I, I never have had the kid who just waltzes in a kindergarten, like by mom ever. They're always the crying, the me sitting in the kindergarten for an hour for the first month type (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know why I have this kid they're all but all mine are this kid so I just think something that has helped me with that if you have those kids is identifying in me if I'm projecting any anxiety with them going back to school identifying it and making sure that I'm addressing that in myself before it's time to go back to school. And mm-hmm. I, so with, um, so I guess there's two things to identify. Are you projecting any anxiety that they could be picking up on and then them feeling anxious? Or are you projecting any kind of forcing, get over it, it's fine, everybody goes to school? Because mm-hmm. those are like, two things that aren't very helpful. And then if you aren't, and you've 
you've identified that and you've cleared those, then I think there's this like really beautiful middle ground where you can acknowledge, yeah, it is kind of scary to go back to school and standing firm in your belief that it is the right choice for them. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's just something like a little mindset work to do before your kids are going back. And this is really a reminder to me. I I swear I like I've cleared these blocks, but still my kids are like nervous every year. And I think that'll just happen. But mm-hmm. it makes me feel better when I know I'm feeling really good and strong in my decision for them to go into school. Yeah, Felicia, I love that you said that because I think that if we can get clear on ourselves, um, it's really going to affect how our kids react because I think like they're still probably going to feel those sometimes conflicted emotions of nervousness and excitement. But I think if we can get clear on ourselves, we can just be like come at it from a cleaner space of helping them move through those big emotions. And it really reminds me, I feel like my mom was really good at this. Um, uh, We learned about this term. I learned about this term of emotional vaccination from the book Good Inside. Um, And we did a whole episode on it a little while ago. It was so good. But she talks about the idea of walking through with your kids. uh, If you know there's going to be a situation that maybe they're going to maybe have a hard time with or struggle with, walking through that situation with them beforehand can really help them almost work through the emotions beforehand so that it helps them when they actually go through the actual event. So I love that idea. And I remember my mom was really good with this, um, like with first day of school or if there were tryouts or something, we would kind of like walk through what it was going to look like. It was like, okay, we're going to get there. I'll drop you off. Or maybe it's a school bus. Like you walk through, like, I'm going to drop you off. And then you know, if it's kindergarten, like I'm going to be with you for the first little bit. And then something that I've actually really loved to do with my, with Emmett, when I do this kind of process with him is I'll actually ask him. Cause instead of saying like, you might feel nervous or you might feel this, I actually just ask him like, what do you think you'll feel? Cause a lot of times he kind of knows what he's, cause you're walking it through. So he's like, Oh, maybe I'll feel, I think like I've done it before babysitters or something coming. I'm like, Oh, I might feel kind of sad. Cause I don't want you to go. I'm like, you know, and that's okay. Like it's okay to feel sad. So I'll walk through it beforehand. Cause then what's nice is it say with the babysitting situation is then when it comes, he's almost already like processed through the sad emotions when I was there to be with him processing it instead of now the babysitter's here and I have to go for whatever it is that I'm leaving for. And it's hard to be there and he's crying. So, um, I love this idea that it's like sometimes we can, it really helps our kids to be able to walk through it when we are actually there with them, able to walk through some of the emotions that they're going to feel. And we can talk through it with them like, oh yeah, maybe you'll feel kind of nervous because you're not sure what's going to happen. And anyway, I think that that kind of a practice can go a long ways. I think with any kid, whether they seem really excited about it or nervous or kind of the whole thing, I think that that could be super, super helpful. Yeah, I really... I like that. And another tool that's kind of similar to that is um, like sometimes we'll do like at night a meditation as they fall asleep, like visualizing the day or the situation they have coming up. So kind of the same idea, but like preloading, you'll make friends easily, like putting like the positive thoughts of the situation in their head too, of like what's coming up. And something so obviously every kid's different and we've mentioned the book the child whisperer on our podcast before we mm-hmm. also have episodes on it i believe yeah. Yeah. If we do. it's like can't remember but mm-hmm. the child whisperer um 
basically it's an energy typing tool by Carol Tuttle. And there's four energy types of kids. And I like to refresh this book often, especially for remembering how my kids who have different energy types than me deal with situations. Um, And so I think back to school is a great time to refresh this book. You can also use her podcast as a tool. She has episodes on just about everything for just about for all the energy types. So if you looked up, you have a type four child, type four going back to school. She has episode on it, probably three. And just a little refresher, a little reminder of, you know, a type one child wants going back to school to be fun. So how can I make their experience of the first day of school more light and airy and fun? Um, A type four child is going to be more serious about back to school. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the child whisperer as a tool for new experiences or for changes is such a great tool. So I've been buffing up on my child energy typing when going back to school. So that kind of goes along with the tip of emotionally preparing for back to school. And I also just want to note that sometimes in my mind, there's like this, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, just go back to school. I just went back to school. Like, what if you do all this emotional prep and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, I have to constantly remind myself of the type of kids that I want to raise. And sometimes this more wholehearted approach to parenting does feel like more work because it is now. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the goal is that as your kids get older, it's like the preloading experience, this emotional work that we're doing when they're little and building these neural pathways that help them manage hard situations will play out. So when they're adults or when they're teenagers, whatever, when they're in junior high, they work through these situations without as much like psychological damage as, you know, damage maybe is a strong word, but it's like, it, it is like a preloading of future situations. If that helps you feel a little less annoyed by the process because energy typing like type three, I'm just like, let's go, let's go to school. We don't have to do all this stuff before. It seems so just superfluous. Like, let's just do it. And I, it's like the routines or the rhythms. Like if we can set this up, then years down the road or even weeks, you're going to see your child handle a situation with these tools and be like, whoa, like Mm -hmm. that what we did for back to school. And he just remade that situation on his own. So mm-hmm. just a little plug for, I know sometimes it feels like a lot, but it will um, be fruitful. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I love, we talked, we've talked about this before, but it's kind of like adding, like investing the time at the beginning so that like, it might feel like more time and energy at the beginning, but the idea is that then that pays off over time. It's like, it might take some more work and it might like both to set up these organizations and, but to like help them emotionally with these situations. Cause then you're right. Then in the long run, it's going to be easier Mm because they'll have had like be able to have that positive start to it. So I love that. A couple of other fun things, like just if you're thinking about ways of how to either, yeah, start the new year off in a positive way. I love, like there's some of these ideas of, I love, uh, reading like a specific book or specific books for going back to school. And we have, we obviously love books here at find the magic. So we have like a few of our favorites that are just fun either. So one of our favorites is the kissing hand by Audrey Penn. 
I, I love that book. Like my mom read that book to me before I went to school as a kid. And I think we read it even before going to school, but it's just, it's really cute. It's about like a little raccoon who goes to school and he's like kind of sad about leaving his mom. And she kind of like helps him. They do this little kissing hand where they kiss hands. And then he gets to always keep that hand with him. Like when he goes to school and it's darling, the illustrations are cute. We've talked about it before in an episode, but I think this one's a really cute one. And especially for any kid who's going to school for the first time, it's just like a fun, like, Hey, I'm always with you. And then like, you can do it with your kids. You can do the kissing hand when they go. And again, I, at, my oldest isn't going to school, but we do it anytime we're going to like part ways, even at night before we go to bed, like we do a kissing hand. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's just like a cute idea to start this kind of process. And it's a fun book to read mm-hmm. before going back to school. Yeah. I love the kissing hand. My kids also do that. Anytime I leave just a hundred kissing hands. Yes. Yeah. It was cute. Sunny was like, I did it one time when Sunny was around and Sunny was like, you actually get however many you're old, like however old you are. So it was really cute. Cause Emma was like, okay, well then I need four mom. Like I need, so it's cute. He obviously like had his routine. Like he's like, I, I need this many. Um, so I love that. Another fun one that is so like, Oh, the places you'll go by Dr. Seuss is just like a fun, fun, loving one. It's like fun about like all the possibilities that could happen when you go. Another one is that I read in the last year is called Super Manny Stands Up. And this is kind of just like a fun book. Um, it talks about a little boy who actually like is able to like stand up for certain things. Like he stands up in like kind of a bully situation. There's like different things. So it's just kind of like a confidence booster of like you can do like whatever in the yeah. start of school. So it's kind of a cute one. Um, anyway, we'll put some of these links in our email and in the show notes so that if you're kind of wanting to incorporate that into your school year beginning, you can look at some of these books because they are so fun. And I love that. Like, I love that. I, I'm all about the books. So I think yeah. that's a fun one. And on that, on the note of like a, because the whole idea of the kissing hand in the book is that the little raccoon, if he's missing his mom, he always has like her kiss on his hand or like her with him. Mm-hmm. basically. Um, and something that we've done in the past is make so maybe it's in the week leading up to school, making bracelets so that when they're in school, it's like a memory of your family that you're like with them and they can like see the bracelet or touch it if they're nervous. So that's a cute way. Or you can think of any, you know, like maybe you get little friendship rings that's for your whole family. So a little like visual reminder of your family. I think it's a fun, a fun thing to have for kids. Yeah, totally. I love that idea. Um, and then, yeah, like a couple of other fun things like day of the first day of school, because there's already so much going on, but I always love my parents did this, but like a special breakfast the day of is kind of fun. Cause again, they're like waking up, they have to wake up earlier anyway. So having something that they can kind of look forward to and that's something that's going to keep them going. Um, we can also put like some of our favorite easy, but good recipes for breakfast. I'll put those in the email. So if you're interested and maybe you want to do that, you can look there. Um, cause I think that's a fun way to start off the first day of school. And another one is even just like a special treat or activity for after school. And again, this can be as big or as little as you want it to be. It could be simply like, maybe you go to the park after school to like work out all those wiggles from, cause now they've just gone from again, summer where they've been free to now they had to sit for six hours or however long it is for a lot of the time, obviously not the whole time, but, um, it can be kind of fun that they can have something to look forward to. That's like, Oh, after we're going to go to the park and we're going to have this special treat again, doesn't have to be anything that took tons of work. It could just be whatever sounds good to you, but something that they can kind of look forward to, I think is kind of fun. And then even having like a show and tell either during that time, like you could have like a show and tell of like, now, like, tell us about your first day of school. Like what was fun about it? 
And you could do that at dinner, like that night of having like a recap dinner, or you could do it right after school. But I think that that's kind of a fun thing because they've just had so much to process, especially for those kids that, you know, if they're going to kindergarten or maybe they're going to seventh, like that first day of a new school, it can be fun for them to have something to look forward to where it's like, oh, now I got to like recap it with my family. And I think that's a good way for them to almost process some of the things because hopefully all of it's really good and positive, but I'm sure there's going to be some things that are going to feel, yeah, kind of maybe a little bit hard for them, hard for them to process. So it's good for them to feel like they have that time to almost recap it with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And as we're saying all these, this is just a smorgasbord. Yes. (laughs) That's a weird one. Of things for you to choose from if, if you feel so inclined, just remember not putting any, any extra when you're going back to school, obviously it's a lot, but it's fun. There's a few of these that I'm like, Ooh, I want to, build that into something we're already doing, turning dinner that you're already going to eat into just a little special for a back to school dinner is so fun. So we hope that some of these ideas spark a little magic for going back to school. And if you guys have any traditions or back to school prepping that has really helped your family, please share it with us. You can leave it in a review. You can send it to us. Um, through email info at findthemagic.co and also we're on Instagram. All right, let's find the magic. If you like what you heard today, please share this with a friend or loved one. This means so much to us and it helps the podcast continue to grow. And if this podcast has meant something to you, there are three things that you can do right now that will help us immensely. The first is to subscribe or follow us. And you can do that by going to our page, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you tap on the upper right-hand corner, there is usually a plus sign or a subscribe button. And just go ahead and tap that. And that will allow you to subscribe or follow us, which what this does is make sure that you never miss an episode. And it really helps us at Find the Magic. The second thing you can do is share it with a friend. So if you like what you heard, um, send it to somebody or post it on social media. This does a ton to help our podcast continue to grow and for us to be able to make more episodes. And lastly, um, if you've enjoyed being here with us on Find the Magic, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review. Um, We read every single one of those reviews and we appreciate them so much. And we want you guys to know that we... Feel that you, our listeners, are our friends, and we're so grateful. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this journey. We have loved it. So let's find the magic together. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs> <laughs>